Hello, Dakota Territory. I'm Trent Lewis. Welcome to the journey, the journey we call Dakota Trails and Tales. Jump on in the Loose Tales Fiddling Chuck Wagon. Then and only then, we will tool the region, the country, the globe. We will look at the news stories of the day. But at the end of the journey, it is going to be up to you like every other day in journey. It's up to you to determine how and if this information might actually affect us living, living in a little piece of heaven. I hope that you caught across the pond this morning at 6.30 a.m. with Andrew Henderson on back because... Um, I'm trying to blow the lid off of something. I've been, uh, let me back up, trying to get the cart ahead of the horse. It's important to keep things in perspective. You, you and I, no matter where you're at right now, you and I hear something about a carbon pipeline on a daily basis. I've taken it upon myself to not stop digging until we find the truth. And I feel like I'm closer to the truth today than ever before. And a lot of what I'm going to say is going to fly in the face of what people have been doing, people have been paid for, and people have been voting on. I was on uh, KLT Radio in Denver this morning with Kim Munson. Kim is on top of issues. She's a freedom fighter. She's amazing. But I was talking about this carbon pipeline and what I learned in the past week since I went to Iowa, right in the home home and heart of a summit. Well, no, both. Both of the uh, Navigator and the Summit Carbon Solutions Belly of the Beast. Did you know uh, I didn't go there, okay? But I, I was with a guy who went there. Two locations in Iowa, one right by South Dakota, where the Navigator CO2 line and the Summit line cross, and there's a valve. Two spots. I'm told there's a valve where they can divert the CO2 from one to the other. I don't know what that means. Here's what I know now. I do not believe anybody living in the area, and anybody in Oliver County, now I believe you don't need to worry about what's going to happen when they get all that CO2 a mile under your home. Because I believe that was a fraud. I don't believe they ever planned to bury a single pound of CO2 anywhere in North Dakota. Illinois apparently said, no, you're not doing it here, which is really strange. You got the corrupt Pritzker, the governor of Illinois, and yet local control in Illinois says, no, Navigator, you're not coming here to bury that. So they put valves in in Iowa so they can run it all from the Navigator line into the Summit line, which is mostly Summit anyway, uh, if you look at the bigger contracts and the pipeline. I have talked to people in this listening area that tell me that they are in the business of buying CO2 and that uh, whether they make dry ice, there are multitude of 12 currently high-value uses for CO2. If CO2 is actually increasing at a value at that level now without being buried in the earth, What's it going to be when we bring new uses online? 
I'm told by a very reliable source that they have made engines that they're just waiting for the availability of CO2 to run the engines. And then I go find the eight new uses for CO2 that are not being tapped yet, but we're going to get to. And one of them really caught my fancy. Caught my fancy in a meaning that I didn't particularly like it, but it caught my attention. I encourage anybody who wants to go see how credible what I'm telling is, go to airprotein.com. That's like air, like the atmosphere air, A-I-R, protein. Just search air protein anywhere you want. And there's an in-depth situation there, that uh, in-depth description of what air protein is doing. But the one sentence I'm going to read to you was like the aha moment for me. Because making meat doesn't have to mean deforestation, factory farming, or greenhouse gases harming our planet. And we're going to make it from air. They're talking about taking CO2, running it through its normal photosynthesis project that, that plants provide to turn CO2 into oxygen, only they're going to turn it into, with a little bit of fermentation and that photosynthesis component, what they say is nutrient-dense meat substitutes. So what is apparent to me is that we have a few people cornering the market. They're talking about carbon credit subsidies to keep ethanol and coal and anybody else in business that wants to play the game of net carbon zero. You do know that net carbon zero means death, right? And I am at many, I'm just telling you straight up, I'm not really critical. Some of my friends are critical of the industries that are being hijacked, like a very component that makes this show possible, Lake Night Energy, because they're being held hostage. That's not them talking, that's me talking. They're being held hostage to continue to do business. You have to go along with this. That's a hostage negotiation. That's what it is. That's not the topic of the day. The topic of the day is, I believe that we're talking about building pipelines to North Dakota so that we can create a path and a system that the government and you, the taxpayer, are going to pay for and use eminent domain if we need to because the CO2 is destroying the planet, causing climate change, which is a load of bovine fecal matter. And the only way they can get it built is if they can create the the absolute es essential need to bury this because it's going to kill us. In Iowa, in the state legislature in Iowa, it's an emotional place this week. I was there on Friday. I understand Governor Bergen was there on Friday. I in no way, shape, or form believe that he was there for exploratory uh, He's searching for CO2, what he was doing, not to be the president. Did you know that on Thursday of last week, the Iowa House of Representatives voted to pass a bill that would not allow eminent domain to be used for the CO2 pipeline? That happened last week. It was scheduled to come in front of the Iowa State Senate this week on Thursday. Governor Burgum is there. In Iowa, Friday. And uh, lo and behold, on Monday, it's announced 
that the the um, what was that committee commerce committee has canceled all commerce committee meetings for the rest of this week in the Iowa Senate, and that's exactly where this bill was to be heard on Thursday. Waylon Brown, 43 years old, I reported on Across the Pond, had a nervous breakdown yesterday after they made the announcement, and the announcement was made Monday. He supposedly had a nervous breakdown on Tuesday. I'm now told by a person very close to Waylon Brown that he didn't necessarily have a nervous breakdown, but they needed to get some time to reset himself. Hey, I always have time to reset myself. I understand the need for that. But why does a guy need to have time to reset himself when he's the chairman of the Commerce Committee within the Senate that's supposed to listen to this proposed bill to prevent eminent domain to be used? Here's what's happening. There's a few people that have figured out how to corner the market on CO2. I believe, I don't have proof of this, I believe, I'll tell you what I have proof of and what I believe, this is what I believe, I believe they've got the CO2 sold. My suspicion is it's sold to somebody outside of this country, and if that's the case, you know who it is. Let me bring up one other point. We've signed conservation easements on a bigger area than what's needed for the pipeline. I continue to hear people tell me that that they didn't realize that they gave up control of 80 acres, not just where the pipeline goes, or more. So if somebody's already got an agreement to purchase the CO2, and we have just signed over conservation easements to a private entity that could literally sell the product CO2 and the conservation easement to build the pipeline to an unfriendly country, what does that mean for the future of the United States of America? And why is it that we targeted the very independent-natured, food-resource-rich Great Plains of America to be that place? Points to ponder on a midday week, about the time the banking crash is really going to come, I don't know if that's the case. What I do know is that everything I shared with you about the monopoly of the CO2 pipeline and the amount of corrupt money that is going in the pockets of elected officials should be cause for everybody to say, enough already. I'm going to find how to be the solution to this problem. Dakota Trails and Tales, Trent Liz, we'll take a break. We'll be back few final thoughts after this. Welcome back. Dakota Territory, the journey Dakota Trails and Tales continues. I want to remind you that uh, none of this needs to happen. I just want to remind you a basic premise here. China is selling us the components to build wind and solar, not reliable in any way, shape, or form, intermittent electricity at best. They're building a coal fire power plant every month. Every month this year, they're building a coal-fired power plant, selling us unreliable wind components, solar components, unreliable electricity, and they're building coal-fired power plants. 
What does that tell us? It tells us that to allow this government, this world to demonize coal is absolutely the worst thing that can happen. What we need to do is say thank you to the people who are working day in and day out, 24 hours a day, to make sure that we have coal delivered to the plant and that we can keep the lights on. Reliable energy is the key to everything we're doing going forward. I can't speak to the vulnerability of the power grid. What I can speak to is the people in the coal business doing what needs to be done to make sure we have an ample supply of coal. Lignite.com to get full details about those individuals and the coal system across the board. And speaking of coal, Basin Electric Power Cooperative has sponsored the Wall of Honor at the Hazen High School. The install took place yesterday. Basin Electric Power generates electricity for 3 million members across nine states. Thank you to Basin for understanding how important it is for us to say thank you to these heroes, these hometown heroes that we identify on the Wall of Honor. The Women's Action and Resource Center of Beulah is sponsoring the Wall of Honor at the Beulah High School. That installation took place yesterday as well. It was a busy day in the world of the Wall of Honor. The Women's Action and Resource Center is a nonprofit agency dedicated to providing support and services to all victims of domestic violence, sexual assault, and stalking in rural North Dakota. So two great announcements here today, Women's Action and Resource Center and Basin Electric, the Wall of Honor. It's the place, it's the captivating place to say thank you to all of these individuals who've been there for us. Go to thewallofhonor.org. You can be the next one I talk about, bringing it to your local community. You can submit a loved one to be present on the Wall of Honor. Or, better yet, every great endeavor needs a bit of funding. Send 20 bucks. Thewallofhonor.org. Also, I want to remind you that Certified Piedmontese, creating the opportunity for cattlemen to get closer to the consumer, it's working really well for us. The protein plethora can be found on the web at certifiedpiedmontese.com. And finally today, a lot of public service announcements today. Dan Perotic would invite you to check out the next land auction he has on the schedule. That's two miles from Murdo, two miles east of Murdo, South Dakota. Check out Dan's website, parodicauction.com. And parodic is spelled P-I-R-O-U-E, excuse me, P-I-R-O-U-T-E-K. Parodicauction.com. That's selling to uh, 2,305 acres at 1 o'clock Central Time. Two weeks from today, April the 12th. Hey, I told you. <laughs> I am not going to say that. Oh, I'm not going to say that. Yeah. March did come in like a lamb at our place. Clearly leaving like a lion. No doubt about it. You know, if we could just stay rooted in all of those old world sayings, life would make a lot more sense. And quit listening to all these people that are just trying to create chaos. It, it was... uh 1967, I guess, on this day. No, tomorrow, 1967, that we purchased Alaska. J.C. Cole, we don't have time for him today, but he brought a lot of wisdom to the airwaves. It was March, uh, yeah, 
18, did I say 1967? <laughs> no, Seward bought Alaska in 1867. 7.2 million. And the resources that we have in Alaska, I don't think we've even come close to tapping those. We can't because we've had morons leading the country trying to prevent us from recovering the resources that we have. Alaska is one of those resources. I've been to Alaska twice. I need to be a better student of Alaska. I think it's time to go back, actually. A to Z, without the use of GPS technology on a journey we call Dakota Trails and Tales. If we haven't given you food for thought today, well, you weren't thirsty. Or would it be hungry? Food, not, yeah. Okay, see you tomorrow. Bye.